The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This podcast is brought to you by Shay and Jayla. No, Jayla, a lot of people ask us how they can help us grow our podcast. You can like, comment, share, rate, or subscribe to us. Yep. And if you go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and just a simple word comment, that helps us be seen more by other why Notters out there. Absolutely. Keep listening. And we appreciate you. Thank you. Everyone says you need to know an attorney. Boy, are they ever right. And we have another sponsor, Shay. We are big time. Robinson Law Offices, located in downtown Wheeling, 1140 Main Street. I've heard they're pretty cute. (laughs) I hear they're pretty cute, too. That seems to be our shtick. Absolutely. So if you need some great representation in the Wheeling area, please give them a call. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Take care. Good morning, Roosters! The place you come where you stop asking yourself why and you ask yourself why not. Yeah, welcome. It is Shay here. And this is Jayla. We have a very special guest this morning. Our first male! What? Guys are allowed on this podcast? I guess. We'll let it slide. All right, welcome Walker Holloway! Woo! Hello! It is a Monday morning before Christmas, and we are all prepared and ready, 100%. 100% of the time, yeah. We just got done with the movements class, uh, what she called it, a Christmas party. And I would just like to say it was really not a party at all. Mm-mm. It was a kick-your-ass party right there. I was, I, uh, I'm going to be a little sore for sure. Yeah, so today we thought we would bring Walker on um, to talk about jump-starting our financial planning for 2022 um so walker you sent us a quote of the day you want to start us off this is one of walker's favorite quotes uh sure it's uh never 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 quit from winston churchill i uh learned i went to lindsley in wheeling and uh that was one of the mantras during one of the school years i was there and i really liked Hmm. it that's a good one how do you kind of like what resonates with you about that would you say well it's uh, first, really easy to remember. It's <laughs> just four words. But um, I guess the story behind that was Winston Churchill was giving a speech, and that was the entire speech, was he just said that to mm-hmm. like a graduating class. And it was kind of comical, but Winston Churchill was known for kind of witty, uh, to the point. simple, yeah, kind of quotes and things. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it too. I think, um, I think simple is better. And have you guys ever seen that? It was the TED Talk, and I forget her name, but she swam. She was an older woman that swam from Cuba to the U.S. Have you ever seen that one? No. It's called Never Give Up. And honest to God, go Google it, watch it. I forget. I'll put it in the thing, the show notes or whatever. But in it, she's like, 
getting stung by these like jellyfish. She's having a hard time breathing. She has this whole team beside her. This was the workout we just did. Yeah, basically. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but in it, she's like, never give up. Never, ever give up. And like, it's really passionate um, when you think about it. I think she was like 69 years old when she did this too. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Well, they say a lot of it's like mental, you know? <laughs> A lot of it's mental. Yeah. I listened to a podcast where a guy, um, I can't remember what the name of the race is called, but you have to run 100 miles in 24 hours, and he was going to do it for charity, and he called the race guy up, and he said, there's no way you can do this. You haven't trained for it. So for a week, he just trained, and then that next Saturday, he just did it, and he did it in like Whoa. 18 hours, and he said, "You're." It's a lot of it's just mental. That is, that is crazy. I mean... I think that's a little stretch, but yeah, if you think about it, a lot of things are just, you know, mental. Mind over matter. It is. Yeah, it definitely. Um, and you're, I think, too, with that lady, it you're never too old to achieve your, your dreams, right? You can be yeah. in your 60s or and Or make still. new dreams. Or make new dreams, exactly. All right, so we'll give you a little introduction of Walker. Do you want to read it, Jayla? He is a certified financial planner whose office is in Wheeling, West Virginia, right beside my office. Coolest street ever. Yeah. <laughs> Currently a registered financial advisor at, is it Hazlitt? Hazlitt. Hazlitt, yeah. Burton Watson Incorporated. He has 10 years of work experience. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Shay. He maintains a Series 63, a Series 65 license, which certifies him as a securities agent and an investment advisor. And he basically can advise customers in Florida, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Texas, Virginia, and where are we? West Virginia. Uh, And what does your firm offer? Just like some financial planning? Yeah, I mean, we're a full-service financial advisory financial planning firm um those are the states i'm registered in right now i can do any state i want we just i just have clients in those ones oh okay uh, right now but um, what do you mean you can do any state you want like it the the you just have to register with a state that you have a client in so it doesn't necessarily have to be okay. i don't have to like if, if it's not necessary if i don't have a client in nebraska i don't have to register there just to have just to have it because it costs the firm money and time to do it, so it's not like if you don't have any business, it's not really necessary. But if I did, we could do it. Okay, so. got it. Well, in your opinion, what is a financial advisor? Yeah. Uh, well, there's a bunch of different jo- jobs we do, and it depends on what the client needs too. Um, most of the time, it's just helping people figure out, and at least in my case, there's uh, is helping people come up with a plan. Uh, what do you want to, what do you want your future to look like? Do you want to, when do you want to retire? Do you know when you want to retire, when you're able to retire? Those are common questions, but there's everything from like planning for college, um, uh, just investing money that you've inherited or you've come into. What uh, if someone doesn't have like budgeting tons of money? That's what the, the, the financial planning, that's kind of how the whole industry is moving now. Um, because people don't know where to start and I think a lot of people like at least all the clients I've worked with they've all compartmentalized different things like my mortgage is up here my retirement's over there my savings accounts up here mm-hmm. college planning's there and you don't it's really hard to get it all on one piece of paper unless you have somebody that knows how to do that um, and that's kind of the the way things have gone if you've seen like you've seen all those movies Wall Street Wolf of Wall Street um, those are that wasn't financial planning that was just buying and selling stocks okay. which is fine 
and there are a lot of people that still do that in a way I still do that but it's not like where you call a client like hey buy XYZ it's gonna go up because one I can't predict the future I can't guarantee that it's gonna go up no one can predict the future so uh, back in the day there wasn't really planning there was just like stock trading and all this was kind of a newer uh, thing that was that was around and now you can do it for free online um, mm -hmm. but before you had to go through uh, a broker right um, so the, the industry has changed and it's it like as a whole has gone more towards planning and at least making smarter decisions has. yeah mm -hmm. and helping people look into that stuff that they're not trained to do mm -hmm. so what would you say would be some tips that we can do right now to, to help us jumpstart our financial health for the next okay, year. so this is a this is a great question. It's, I give a answer that I don't think people expect, but uh, the first thing I tell clients to do, or prospects that are coming in, um, get with your an attorney and an accountant and a financial advisor. But the first thing I tell people to do is get your wills done, mm -hmm. get your beneficiaries updated the way you want them, and get powers powers of attorney, um, which is kind of like just protection in the worst case scenario. Um, it could happen if you, if you pass away, your spouse passes away. It, like if you just got married, if you got married and never did this, like years down the road, do it right now. Mm -hmm. First thing it is not as expensive as you think. No. So get it done. Um, the will will set up where all the, all the assets go in the event of somebody's passing or both of your passings or whatever. Um, where the, and you can set up like guardianship. If you have children, who's going to take over the, who will take care of the kids, make sure the person that you're giving that to knows that that is what they're they're signed up for mm -hmm. um powers of attorney this is like not fun stuff but if you're in some medical state that you're unable to make a decision who can pay your bills and then the medical power of attorney is like who can pull the plug if you're not gonna recover from from a vegetative state or something so i'm glad we're getting all these thank you really cute, <laughs> these cute topics out of the way first thank you really don't want to think about <laughs> yeah. but they can happen yeah i've heard of some people buying for like a wedding gift even like a certificate to an attorney to get your yeah. will done because yeah. it kind of forces you to go do it one yeah. of my one of my best friends his like it unfortunate story but his parents both passed away like within a year of each other mm -hmm. and he's my age but they actually had like all this stuff done it still took like three years to get it yeah. to get it mm. sorted out because there was stuff that they left out of the will that, like yeah. an unregistered car and you gotta go stuff. to probate oh, court oh, yeah no. let me and, tell you it's yeah. not fun and, it, yeah. and it's like at least a year like I, I just try to quote people I'm not a lawyer and I can't give out legal advice but I can give you guidance and that is the first place to start is getting your wills and beneficiaries and you and can like even that. go to like legalzoom.com but we have plenty you of can, great but I wouldn't do it just because it's okay. I don't know like I don't want to say anything negative about the websites to do it but i would just rather have a human that yeah. you, you can work with if you need to call somebody they will answer the phone and you don't you're not talking to some chat bot online yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's important to be organized with yeah. all that um but yeah and then you can also you also want to work with an accountant and a financial advisor um each one of those an attorney accountant and a financial advisor they all have their own like realm and it may seem like overkill, but they all are experts in that area. So they can direct you, like an accountant might see something from a tax perspective you're mix, missing. An advisor, financial advisor can see something from, you know, financial planning. Or they can give you guidance to go talk to one of the other two about uh, either legal affairs or tax affairs. So you want to get those three groups, people, mm -hmm. uh, on your side. Right. And you being a financial advisor, if they were to come to you, you could kind of refer them to 
accountants that you work with and yeah, we, we attorneys work with that any, you work with? Yeah, we work with all the accountants and attorneys and, um, you know, just it just depends what kind of stuff you need because they all, mm-hmm. everybody has their niche and things that they're, they're good at or. Right. Good stuff. What are some questions that you ask when you go and sit with your financial advisor? Um, yeah, so you want to make sure it like works with both of you. Um, you don't just like the same as if you go to your doctor, you don't just like, you know, go walk into some random person. You try to like feel, get a feel for them, but you're not for you, everybody. Yeah. Where you get your hair cut. There's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> you don't just go with the first person that you see. Um, but I think one of the, the important things out there right now, um, is the, it gets, the, the word gets thrown around a lot is fiduciary. Um, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, so that's uh, a fiduciary in the simplest terms is somebody who puts their client's interests ahead of their own. So, are you a fiduciary? I, I am. Uh, really? Because yeah. So there's there, there's two regulating bodies that oversee the financial industry: mm-hmm. the SEC, which looks at advisory accounts or fee-based accounts, and then FINRA, who looks at brokerage accounts or if you pay a commission every time you do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, like nothing against them cause they, they do a lot of work, but they don't require anybody to be a fiduciary. Like there's no law that says you have to do that. Now they're, they've been working on those in the past, but as it stands right now, there are additional designations that advisors can get that require them to be a fiduciary if they want to hold that. And like, I'm a certified financial planner, a CFP, which is a, a voluntary thing you can go through. It takes about a year to study for. And there's about a, there's a six hour test at the end of it that about mm-hmm. half the people pass or fail depending on how you look at it and that that body requires you to be a fiduciary and that's what like the majority of that test is about is like how to make the right decision for that person so a fiduciary is what i uh, learned about a number it's just somebody who yeah, it's just somebody who puts the client's interest ahead of their own so if it's somebody that's like looking after somebody's legal affairs or something um that would be a fiduciary um like you're you're, you're both parents like you're gonna do what's right for your kids. You're not gonna like take advantage of them in some way and and do that. So in a way, you're a fiduciary in like a non-legal sense, just as a. But so you so is that a question you would ask somebody? Yeah, is, are yeah. you a fiduciary? Yeah, ask if they're a fiduciary. If they're a certified financial planner, they would be. Yeah, I mean, I you can't like. I'm sure there's bad guys out there that have, that have passed the test and and take advantage of people, but they're required to be if they are. A, there's no way to I don't I guess prove it, but. Okay. Um, they're, they're supposed to be, if they have that designation, there are other designations too. the CFP, the certified financial planner degree is the, probably the, the more common one that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's looked at as like the gold standard of, of, uh, designations. Now, the other thing you can do, that doesn't mean that, that there, the people that don't have it aren't, don't act that way or aren't good people. But another thing you can do, if you Google the word broker check, all one word. You can put in anybody's name that's a financial advisor that was registered as, as one at one point or another in their career, and you can see all their history on their their work history, the licenses they have, the states they're registered in, any outside business activities they have. So if they like, if they own a side business that does house painting or um, mm. a rental property or something like that, just anything on the side that's not in the financial industry, it lists that. It also oh. has a really important part that says disclosure events and that's like if they did something wrong whether it's in the industry or not it won't put like duis in necessarily but it'll put like like if they had a shoplifting conviction or they didn't pay their taxes or like they, they took advantage of a client got sued I never all that stuff's listed on there you can look up bernie madoff that's one i tell people to look at oh. that you can see all the 
every lawsuit he had, every um, fine he had to pay. Hmm. So if was look, he a fiduciary? <laughs> uh, he, he may have held himself out to be one, but he definitely wasn't. Definitely but, wasn't, uh, no. There's, no. there's a number of them out there. There's a lady named Bambi Holzer, which her first name's Bambi, so you would think she's trustworthy and stuff, but she really like took advantage of everybody in Los Angeles. Like, oh. And every lawsuit was like a million dollars. It's kind wow. of it's crazy she, she did all that. But, That's you know, you, you, you really shouldn't have any disclosures, but I can't say that they're like, I don't have one, but, and I hope to never have one, but I can't guarantee that that person's not like a good or bad person, but at least tells you about their, their past. Right. And they give you, you can make that idea. decision for yourself. Yeah. And also stuff like if they've changed their job every two years or changed the company they work with, like something's going on there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives, it gives you background on them and could be important. Yeah. I think a lot of people get overwhelmed, you know, with, with this financial stuff because it takes time to kind of get organized with it. And I think a lot of people, too, it's like, I want to live my life now. It may point yeah. out your flaws. Yeah. Like, you buy a lot of shoes And you or may something. come to them and say, Jane, Shayla, or Jayla, Shayla. <laughs> oh, my God. What's my name? <laughs> just call us Shayla. <laughs> like, Jayla. You've been together too long. Now you're just one person. I literally <laughs> did not try to do yeah. that. But anyways, you know who you're talking about. I hate that. I hate when people say, "Stop buying Starbucks." Like I, I want know. to oh, buy yeah. it. You gotta live your. I hate when people are like, "How many pairs of shoes do you own?" No, no, that's important to me at I, this moment that in makes my life. Me happy, right? So if I'm gonna go to a financial advisor and they're gonna tell me you gotta stop buying Starbucks every once in a while or, or whatever, that may not click with certain yeah. people. Mm-hmm. So how can you like live now but still invest for the future? Well. You know, I, so when I, again, get prospects in, I give them a questionnaire and one of the things is budgeting and I say, just try to come up with your monthly budget. And it's funny when they, really? when they do stuff. Do yeah. you really yeah, budget? The, well, I don't personally do it because I've, I've done it in the past at this point, but I have other people like bring it in. And it's not necessarily them. Like this is, I just say, what are you spending right now? Okay. Not what can you spend or what, what can you cut back on? Cause I'll figure that out later. But it's funny when they come in and, and it's usually not Starbucks and stuff. It's like, wow, I'm paying $300 a month for Comcast. Oh like, yeah. I, I just oh, never we don't even that. use our call and you don't cards. use it. Yeah, because yeah. like, off, like you use like two or three channels out of. I did cut the, the cord thousands of them. Yeah, I need to. Um, and then even people that stream, then they're streaming three or four services, and it's the same as if they would have kept Comcast. So. Mm-hmm. Got it all. <laughs> yeah, but um, so you're waving to somebody. Yes, this, my subscription list is. Like, <laughs> yeah. So right. So, so it kind of makes you them. reconsider that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to, like, I tell people also, like, you want to you don't want to scrimp to where you're eating like mac and cheese every mm-hmm. night because you're, you're trying to save for retirement, but you have to find a happy medium. And right. It, like it, what if you want to travel now? Cause I, you hear all those stories, people retire and then they get sick or they, yeah. and it's too late. Right. No, that's yeah. totally, that's <coughs> one of the risks you have when you, when you retire is right. your health declines faster than your, sometimes because you're, life. you know, your mind. Has, but you just have to be able to to save. So you do have to cut back at times, but mm-hmm. that's the, or make more money. One of the two, but there's. Or there, invest. Yeah. So that when, when I give people Buy this properties. questionnaire, you look at the, you look at the. That's uh, our retirement. It'll give you a success score of like what could happen. Now, obviously I cannot predict the future. No one can, but mm-hmm. the, there's four things you can do if, if the, if the grade doesn't look good. Right. Of, of your probability. You can work longer, which probably don't want to do you can save more mm-hmm. that's the easiest one you can invest differently another easier one if you're saving enough though and you or you get lucky um 
uh, or you, uh, you spend less in retirement, which is not what you want to do. Apparently. Mm -hmm. So one of those four is going to work. Usually saving more is the one that is going to solve the problem most of the time, which means you have to budget somewhere. Well, and if it just comes out, you learn to live without it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, if you're not organized enough to do like a monthly budget, which a lot of us aren't, I think it, an important thing, and you tell me if I'm wrong, is if you, are you for credit cards if you pay them off every month? Oh, yeah, month? yeah. So that's the thing. I feel like if you're like, I can pay my credit cards off in full every month. I do that. Then I'm doing okay, I guess, yeah. and still saving. Yeah, that's like a, the credit card thing is more of a, it it wasn't taught early enough to people, and they're just like, oh, I have a credit card. I can just buy whatever, like mm -hmm. never never pay it off, which is not the point of a credit card, and that's where people get in a lot of trouble with it. Credit cards are fantastic. If you pay it off every month, there's no reason you shouldn't put everything on a credit card because you get points for right. it and all these all these other things, and it builds your credit. So, but you have to pay it off every month. That's the that's the other side of it. So, so if you're to the point where you're not paying your credit card off yeah. every month, then maybe that would be time mm -hmm. to, yeah. to look where you can cut. Or if you yeah, if people are like, well, I can just pay it off <coughs> over time. Not paying it off over time with a credit card is like one of the worst things you can do because the interest rate that is like the highest interest rate. That exists. Oh, yeah. even, even if you have good credit, it's still higher than getting an actual loan at a bank and paying yeah. that off. The loan is obviously way more tedious to go through the process of that, but you don't need like a TV, all that stuff. Like anything you buy in a store is going to get old and get thrown out at some point. Mm -hmm. Your house is not going to get thrown out, so that's why it would make more sense to go to a bank and get a loan and and go through that that process because it's a much and call me series. yeah and call Jayla <laughs> um, mm -hmm. cars last a lot longer but stuff that you would actually put on a credit card which are s smaller purchases compared to cars and houses mm -hmm. uh, they will like likely lose value and likely get thrown out sooner or later because your clothes will get old yeah and your TV and electronics will deteriorate over time. So if someone comes to you and they have a, a lot of credit card debt, that's something you can help them work towards paying off? Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't do any sort of banking where we could, like, consolidate consolidate loans and stuff, but we can tell them Advice. where to throw extra money to which loan to pay off first would right. be more, most beneficial to them. And that's that's another fun thing to look at for me because it, it's another problem to solve. That, sure. That uh, people can't, you, well, they can't, it's not that they can't do it, it's just they don't, they don't know where to start or how to look at it, mm -hmm. but uh, it's funny if you're like, well, just throw an extra hundred bucks a month or something like this, you can see how much money you'll actually save and how quick, how much faster you'll pay yeah. it off. Um, and even that, like giving them a peace of mind, um, just brings so much more peace and calm to, to their life. I've had people come in that like, they're making a million dollars a year and they're freaked out because they just bought a million dollar house. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh my God. Because the number in their head is like, I owe a million dollars to the to somebody. But it's like, are you going to buy a million dollar house every year? No. no. You're going to stay in this house for decades, right. likely. So you have decades to pay it off. No one, like, yeah, you have to pay interest on it. But it's this, like, mortgages are usually the lower interest rate. Right now. You get out there. Yeah. Right, especially right, right now. Right now. Yeah, especially right now. But What is the mortgage rate right now? Three or four percent. Yeah, depending three on, and a half. Yeah. Wow, percent. that is pretty low. Yeah. Okay, um, if you're a stay-at-home mom and your husband's the one that's making the majority of the income or a stay-at-home dad mm -hmm. and your wife is, or vice versa, or your partner, we'll just go with partner. All of the above. Yeah, all of the above. What can you do to, like, protect yourself, too? Because, like, you know, you want to make sure that you're saving for your future, too, even yeah. though you're not the one that's 
making the income. You are a p- big part of the success of the family. Make sure your name's on yeah. everything. Well, yeah, exactly. Back to the, <laughs> yeah. the the getting the will and all that stuff done is like make True. sure that's all done because mm-hmm. it at least gives you some ownership. Like obviously it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about maybe because it it comes from like somebody who's getting paid to somebody who's not getting paid to do the same job. Not saying that women that stay home or this, the, the partner or whatever that stays home to take care of mm-hmm. kids doesn't deserve to be paid because there's actually like a huge economic study about they do the, like seventy five jobs. It's yeah, very what hard. The, what, the, yeah. what if you paid somebody to do all the work that a stay at home mm-hmm. parent does? Mm-hmm. What the actual cost? Because it was like it's a six figure salary to do all that stuff. Well, I did it for six years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just don't like to see one part, one side have all the all money because then, and, and then it's power. Was, right yeah. then you're like i don't have a choice for myself so how yeah. well so when we you. grew up it was so common for that yeah too you know yeah very so you can you you can just make sure that the estate or the, when i say estate plan i'm talking about the wills and the beneficiaries and all that stuff is updated with mm-hmm. with the, the non-working name spouse mm-hmm. names on everything or some ownership of it. it like the other thing you can do is that there you the the non-working spouse can have investment accounts on their own. They just, I don't know yeah. where their money would come from in the sense that they don't have any income at all, but the, but the spouse that does work could put money in their name or in a joint account or transfer on death account or whatever. I think that's smart. Yeah. Even if you did like a hundred bucks a month Yeah. over time, mm-hmm. um, they can also do, uh, uh, spousal IRAs, which is if one spouse doesn't work, mm-hmm. they can, cons- they can still contribute to a retirement account. Um, but again, I, it would have to probably come from the income from the working spouse since the other yeah, one doesn't have any but, money, but it's in their name specifically. Yes. Um, and that's something you want to, you know, double check with your accountant, but they can definitely, that is definitely a possibility. Um, the retirement accounts, just so you know, are usually, uh, they're meant for retirement. So you're not supposed to tap into them before 59 and a half right now. Right. And if you do, you can do it, but you, there's a penalty associated with that if you if you get into it earlier than uh, mm-hmm. 59 and a half. Uh, it's not as liquid as if you had a joint account, which you can get into at any point. But at least you have retirement started in your name. Yes. So say yeah. something did happen, you would have that to yeah. fall back on yeah. as you as you retire. I think that's smart. And the house, whatever, again, whatever sort of yeah assets you have get them in joint name or transfer on death name or something like that i would just say too like if somebody's working and you're staying home make sure that you're either paying the bills or like you're in on it so you have you know yeah yeah Yeah. that so you know how yes it's it's all about communication and that's a relationship uh thing i don't really get into how to talk to your spouse about uh their spending or whatever but Mm -hmm. that's uh that's something that you you and your your spouse or partner have to yeah, talk I think it's important to like on the first it. date. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. you talk. <laughs> if you I stay home, yeah. <laughs> uh, if I stay home, how home. are we dividing up? <laughs> are the we if I stay home and raise your children, will my name be on the house? Yeah, please uh, actually put that on the dating app. Bio. Yeah, it's like on Bumble. Yeah. Is it is Bumble the new? I app? don't know. Yeah. I've I never know. done that. I'm so, so glad I was beyond that. The one thing I did have a question on. um because you had mentioned this, like greener investing. And Alex and I were talking, Alex is my husband, um, about how this, we were reading this article about how like um, bottled soap is out and bar soap is in because the bottle's like another unnecessary plastic that you are packaging things in. So say you were like, all right, I support this and I really want to invest in this bar soap company that I like. That's a way that you can kind of... Well, even though you said that, I just ran out of shampoo last night. I <laughs> threw it in my recycling bin. So That's I, good. Even though it's made out of plastic. But, uh, yeah, there's... 
So I can't make any sort of specific recommendations or anything like that um, on anything like a podcast or a TV show, but there's uh, definitely a new um, segment out there that's, that is abbreviated as ESG, which is Environmental Sustainability and Governance, which talks about um, companies that are that are trying to have more uh, green initiatives or mm-hmm. diverse boards or diverse management and and then there's also companies that that do actual um environmental like whatever green energy stuff windmills and solar panels and that kind of stuff um but the esg thing is interesting because a lot of companies now and i don't know how it is it kind of, like in my mind it doesn't really add up at times but uh companies that that do things like that they've, they've been around for a while are trying to make their product more environmentally friendly in some way. So whether that means Google puts a bunch of solar panels on the roof, apparently Exxon is going to be carbon neutral. I have no idea how they can do that when it's, when they make Mm. stuff that is like carbon emissions, but they're, they're working towards that somehow. So I don't know if they have like wind powered drills or something that would, that would pump the gas out. But that most companies right now are working towards that or at least trying to adhere to it in some way. Uh, you can look at it more if you look at individual companies right now, but that is just a trend. I don't even know if I want to call it a trend. I think it's something that's going to stick, but right now everybody's trying to get on board with that because I think it's a feel good thing. Yeah. The younger generations yeah. really care about that mm-hmm. and nothing against older generations, but it just wasn't something that, that, they resonated with conscious of yeah it, yeah. yeah exactly mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't a, a a thing to look at when they were our age making your imprint yeah yeah but in, you can almost now <clears throat> invest in a world that you want to see yeah. right like you can take a portion of your money and be like i want a greener world so i'm going to yeah. invest in these companies now i and again i'm not a i'm not a expert in every single business and i'm sure there's going to be hiccups with green energy and, and sure. electric cars and things, so it's not always going to be 100 percent what you think it, what you think it's going to be, uh, and all this stuff is very new. So there's going to, just with anything that's new, there's always going to be uh, hurdles and and Trial bumps in the road. Man. Yeah, so I'll always have patience with that stuff and don't think that it's. Uh, yeah, we we tend to get really angry uh, easily in, in America. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're investing in green and energy, you're not an angry person. No, come on. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Peace and love. Yeah, is it the millennials? Is that or what's the generation? The one behind them. And yeah. Gen um Z. we're Gen millennials. Yeah. Did you know we're millennials? Yeah, did. I didn't know that. I'm we're like, like the edge of millennials, yeah. I think. I'm in the in between Gen X and Millennial. They well, you look like a millennial. Yeah, us. totally. Oh, thank yeah. you guys. You can come join the cool kids. <laughs> Let's take our picture real quick too. <laughs> um all right well walker do you have a why not of the day i don't know what that is something that you're like <laughs> you know what something where people would think well why me why not you why not you what why not do something why not me what though? why not ballroom dance oh. i know why not yeah. ballroom dance we forgot to touch on that yeah. yes walker's a ballroom dancer he is which yeah. i just think is awesome not from childhood awesome. though right no i wish i did it as a child i got into it later in life but it's like uh, and you're my, very good at it. Thank you. It's a hobby that I'm really into. But yeah, I wish I got into it as a, at a much younger. I mean, I think that's a why not. You did the dancing yeah. with the Ohio Valley yeah. Stars, and you were yeah. like, I like this. Oh yeah, 
yeah. Um, it was, if you would have asked me 10 years ago if I would have ever done it, I would have been like, absolutely not, that's a joke. But uh, the first class I went to, I was like, this is so cool. It is so much fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably a good workout, too. Yeah, it's a great workout. It's a great mental workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it teaches you control, maturity, like how to, just how to hold yourself and make, it's like decision making. Yeah. There's, a, there's just so many benefits to it. It's not like... It's ballroom dance is huge in Europe and Russia. It's not really that big in the United States comparable to that. Like there right. is a lot and a lot of people that like to do it. But if you compared it to soccer or football or something in America, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you if you compared it, it's much more common in overseas and, and, and so in you're Russia. saying you're yeah. a European. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Stay tuned for Holloway Ballroom Dancing Studio. <laughs> and I have an accent. In wheeling. I would love that so much. You know, my dream in life is to go to a cruise ship and just all of a sudden break it down. Yeah, just rant like a flash. It really is. Do you laugh? But I would freaking. Me and Shay are going to be on this stage. We're going to do a show down in, uh, what's that? What's the theater called? Capitol Theater. (laughs) No, the other one. Oh. um, Stonegate. No, t- uh, Towngate. Towngate. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Stonegate is totally a street. That's my yeah. realtor coming out. I almost said the Victoria Theater. And yeah, that's not the right. Victorian theater I theater. have I no like, acting experience, I'm not sure you're but I think that's me and Shay are going to try out for a show We're because gonna, why not? Why not? There you go. If you like to perform, find I a do. little area, you know, in your in your area and do it. But I think that's a great why not of the yeah. day. Shay, what's your why not? Shit, what is my why not today? Why not use a bar of soap? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Stop polluting <laughs> the world with your plastic. And you know what? I was down at East Wheeling Clayworks, and they have lovely soap down there that's like, I don't know if it's locally made, but it's somewhere locally made mm-hmm. that is packaged in like a green package. Where is that? Is that in Center Market? No, it's uh like on the extension, that Route 2 extension going from downtown oh, okay. right on the corner there. Real cute. So yeah, why not use bar soap? There you go. There we go. All right. Well, thank you so much, Walker. Um, we'll put all of the stuff in your in the show notes of your website. But if people want to get in touch with you, what would be the best way? Um, well, the you can email me if you want. It's W-H-O-L-L-O-W-A-Y at H-A-Z-L-E-T-T-B-U-R-T.com. <laughs> Which is a Whoa. really long email, or you can call our office, which is 304-233-3312. So, um, or, yeah, just look me up on LinkedIn. There's He's on LinkedIn. Holloway's yeah. out there. But yours is spelled H-O versus yeah. H-A. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I think you gave us some good tips. I know myself, I'll be checking, like, my will and beneficiaries, because that's always mm-hmm. a really good thing to be organized with. And, uh... Yeah. You guys have an awesome day. Merry Christmas. Yeah, happy to come back anytime. Good. We're happy to have you on. Yeah. Our fir- <laughs> You're waving. I'm waving at everybody through the microphone. <laughs> my first podcast. Have so a great exciting. day. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Jayla, we have our first sponsor. We do. We do. And it's for your teeth. teeth. We're always talking about smiling, right? Absolutely. Smiling usually helps you feel happy and more joy. So give a smile away. That's right. That's what they say. Um, so yeah, why not keep your smile healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So Pentino Dental 
can help you do that. Located where? 48258 is a new location, National Road, St. Clairsville, Ohio. Uh, you can check them out on pentinodental.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram. They do family, cosmetic, dentistry. So if you're thinking about getting a new set of veneers or something like that, they can hook you up. Absolutely. Give Pentino Dental a call for all your dental needs. Yep. And he just happens to be a pretty cute dentist too. 